The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. My fa the Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd there heard it and said it was thunder, but others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. Now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this, indicating the kind of death he would die. The Gospel of the Lord. How were you taught to introduce yourself to new people? When I was a kid, my parents would just, it seemed like they nagged on me and my brothers and sisters to any time someone walks into a room we don't know, or even if we do know them, to stand up, to shake their hand, to look in their eyes, to say your full name and to ask for theirs, and to ask about them before instructor telling them about yourself. And I still do this to this day. It's just this habit that my parents drilled into my psyche. And I can imagine the Greeks, when they came to Philip in the gospel today, were hoping for the same thing. Just a little sit down, just a little meet and greet with Jesus. And so they go to Philip. Philip goes to Andrew. They bring them to Jesus. And what does Jesus say? The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And he keeps going, and he keeps going, and he says, I will draw everyone to myself. He has this just elaborate going on about what he is called to do, about who he truly is, and how we are supposed to follow after him. And I can just imagine the Greek guys sitting there, and one of them just kind of like wide-eyed, staring at him, being like, all right, um, I'm Zeus, this is my buddy Hercules, just wanted to say hello. Like, 
That's a lot, you know. That's, just, that's a strong introduction that Jesus gives there. But this is the beauty about Jesus, is that when we look for Jesus, when we go to someone and help, who helps search for Jesus, when we find Jesus, he holds nothing back. He comes at us full force. And this is what Jeremiah is talking about in the first reading, when he says that God will write on our hearts this law of the new covenant. In other words, Jesus etches his name on my heart. He signs it with his blood. He holds nothing back. And this is truly incredible and amazing. And when we hear in the gospel today that it's for this purpose that I came, that I will be lifted up from the earth and draw all people to myself, it is incredibly intense. And it is incredibly over the top. But this is Jesus' love for each of us. And so it should be incredibly consoling that he has this love for each and every one of us. In the second reading, we heard from the letter to the Hebrews that he learned obedience from suffering, that he cried out with tears. So when Jesus is lifted up, when Jesus falls to the ground and dies for us, it should rec- we should recognize in this that my God, my Savior, is like me, as the letter of the Hebrew says later, is like me in all things but sin. The pain, the suffering of my life, the feeling of being alone and abandoned, of being humiliated and mocked, Jesus knows that. And Jesus loved me in that moment. Jesus draws us to himself through his suffering. He unites us to himself through our suffering. But he asks something of us. This beautiful metaphor. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. You'll notice that Jesus does not specify what kind of grain it is, just that it is a grain. And he has planted the grain in our hearts through the Holy Spirit in baptism. So he's not saying if a perfect grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, or if a mostly perfect grain of wheat. It's just that if that grain of wheat falls to the ground. So wherever our seed, wherever our grain has been, If we fall before the Lord, if we offer back to him what little we can, we, through him, can produce much fruit. The audacity of all of this, in that if we just but search for him, if we just but give a little bit of ourselves, if we just but die a little bit in confession, or saying I'm sorry, or being reunited with the person who I've scorned, or or giving to the poor, or serving those in need, if I just do these little things in response to his grace and call, I will produce much fruit. Why? Because I'm united to Christ. 
in following after him, in lifting myself up in emulation of the man who lifted himself up on the cross in agony and suffering for me, I walk with him, and he walks with me, and he leads me, and he shows me the way. We've got two weeks until Easter. We've got two weeks in this Lenten season to really bear down and to search for the Lord. And if you don't know where to start, come and talk with the priest or talk with the friend who's close to the Lord or is following after him as best they can. Give a little bit of yourself and watch how the Lord, when responding to our gift, is never outdone in generosity.